everyone. Car Talk with Matty J, another Tuesday night. Uh, big show tonight, full house as well. We've got James from Established. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? We've got Tyrone. Hey, where? Paul. Hi. And we've also got James from Mavis Movies as well here. What's up? Not much, not much. Big show tonight. We've got a few few topics. We're going to, we're going to talk about, uh, obviously it's winter, we're going to talk about driving in the snow. We're going to talk about Tyrone's new vehicle. But first of all, we're going to start off with the TV show The Bachelor. Now... I think it's a bit of a case of identity theft because the new Bachelor's name is Matty J. So I don't want to be confused with the Bachelor. And I was watching, I was watching the, you know, the TV ad. And What's he drive? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the big question. But Why don't we get him on the show? Yeah. <laughs> Matty J versus Matty J. Um, and it, but it, like, it came up with Matty J, the same spelling and everything, how I, how I, do, how I do mine. I'm just like, far out. Like I'm getting copied here. So... Please, I, I, I am in no way associated with this crappy show. I hate making shows about crap like that. So I'm not, I'm not that famous. So <laughs> I'm the real Matty J. Uh, so will the real Matty J please stand up? But I thought I'd just start the show with, start the show with, with a bit of a joke like that. Have you guys seen the ad? Nah, man, no, I don't watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, for those of you at home who are thinking about watching it, I am not the same Matty J. So I thought I'd, I thought I'd start with that. But anyway, we'll we'll move on. Tyrone, you've bought a new car. Uh, yes, I have. Because uh, the last time we had you on, we were talking about uh, you were interested in uh, the Genesis, Genesis, yes. uh, and and uh, what was the other car? SRT Jeep. Yes, uh, it was. It was. Yeah. Yes, it was. But um, you've gone a bit of a different direction. Yeah, I have. That was uh, well. The, I do like the Genesis still. Yeah. But I sort of changed my way, as in because I wanted to sort of get a towing capacity out of my car that I've wanted to invest in. So I sort of went towards the Ford Ranger wild track. That's a very good choice. Um, late last year, I don't know what happened to me. I just went, <laughs> drove, down, drove down to Ford and I asked them, I go, do you have any Ford Rangers in stock? And they go, yeah, we do have one for a test drive. So I went, took it for a was test it a, drive. Was it a wild track you tested? Uh, yeah, it was a wild track. So I took it down, drove it. I liked it. And then my... My reason behind getting it was I do want to get a boat eventually. Yeah. So I started off by saying that, yes, I do want to need a car that could tow the boat. Yeah. And I did hear a lot of good reviews on the Ranger. I did compare it with the Hilux. I compared it with the um, with the Nissan Navara. So, so you, you went and sat in a Hilux, didn't you? Like in- yeah, I did. I did. I did sit in the Hilux. But I didn't really like the Hilux. It was too... First of all, the um, the sound system looked like it was just... Bought out of nowhere and just chucked on top. Yeah. That's it. It wasn't inbuilt. It didn't look inbuilt. It is inbuilt, but it didn't look inbuilt. It looked, it looked cheap. It now. looked very cheap. And everything is sort of like if you take a photo of the Hilux and you take a photo of a Camry, it looks exactly the same. Yeah. There's nothing different in it. So, it's I did, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just went down, had a drive at the Ranger, and I literally fell in love with it straight away. I took my uh, fiance down there. She liked it as well. And yeah, literally that day we just bought it, and All right, there you go. and he told me it was going to be a, a two months away. And then the next, probably two days later, he called me up and he goes, "You know what? what? I've got one in stock waiting for you. It's coming down." So they got it ready, same and color, and everything? same color that I wanted. Everything, Fire everything out. was in there. So I probably picked it up just before Christmas last year. Nice, yeah, yeah, and uh, and then later on I found out that there was. Probably a million things that you could do to this car. You can mod modify it <laughs> from God knows where. <laughs> so I started off slowly, slowly changed the wheels, added a um, a what's it called? 
a lag controller, so I cut off the lag from the the accelerator to the engine, and I have added LED lights to it. Yeah, and um, yeah, just gonna go along and do that. It's a really good car. I use it. I use it for work daily, and every everyone that sees me in there. They know that I'm here at work because <laughs> no matter where I park, you can see this car from anywhere. Yeah. And um, yeah, so everyone everyone has asked me about it. People have asked me as well who who do want to get a four wheel drive, and they've asked me how. But I tell them, look, so far I've had no problems with it at all. Yeah. And um, yeah, just I just I just love the car. That's it. Uh, it's basically yeah, it's 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 good to see. Um, and like you know, I, had, I have changed the LED lights on my car. Yes, and you've you've witnessed it yourself. I, I was <laughs> I was waiting for for you to come pick me up tonight to come on the show, and all I just see in the distance, like because where I live, it's like a curved road. I just see lights, and, I, and like you just you can just see it coming, and it's just bright, bright, bright. And you get and you look at it in front of you, it's like oh my god, it's you, it's de- it's you know, blinding. So. Uh, and but that's not even with the light bar and stuff he's putting yeah. on yet. So that's that's like his next step. That and a and a lift kit, uh, yeah. I think, will be will be in the future. Yeah, we'll be there. But in comparison to like the uh, the SR five Hilux, which you which you yep. which you tested, it um did did you actually drive the Hilux as well? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did actually test drive it, and it didn't, um, didn't drive as nice. No, it felt it didn't feel comfortable inside. Okay, for some reason, I don't know why. Whether it was the seats or whether how the suspension was or what, it didn't feel comfortable at all. And I didn't like the shape of it. Like the front of the car looks like a really, like it looks like a duck nose. <laughs> if you if you can I've picture it, one, yeah, yeah it, it looks it looks too too rounded at the front. Yeah. And uh, then I was reading on the specs and stuff, and even the towing capacity, it's it's probably five hundred kilos less. Oh, wow, okay. Than the Ranger. The Ranger actually, I just looked it up recently. The Ranger is actually in in the range of a Range Rover and um and the Jeep SRT8 for towing oh, capacity. Holy crap, I didn't so know that. yeah, they've actually boosted that up. Yeah. But whereas the Nissan Navara and the Hilux oh, and the BT50 are sort of in the lower range. See, that's weird because the BT50 and the and the um and the Ranger is exactly, pretty exactly pretty the same, same thing, exactly. Yeah. But I don't know why they've reduced the towing capacity for it on that. It's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a weird one. Look, look, we'll um we'll continue this right after this. You're back on Car Talk with Manny J. It's 98.9 Northwest FM. That was uh, Duke Dumont and Gor- Gorgon City, real life. Uh, really cool, really cool track. That one I heard that one recently, so I thought I'd play it on the show. Um, all right, so back into uh, talking about with Tyrone with his with his new Ranger. Um, so you obviously tested the other cars. Yeah. You chose it over the towing. Yeah. Uh, and obviously because the even the BT50 had you know only three ton. Yeah. So um, was that the main selling point because it could because it can do it? Uh, it yeah it was uh, it was. Sort of in my range that I wanted to do something that could, wanted to have something that we could tow, yeah, uh, a decent amount, yeah. Because I don't literally at the moment I don't know what size boat I want to get, so <laughs> it just depends. that's the, that's the next exactly. step. Exactly, it just uh, it just depends on how um how how big I want to go now. But I did like I did also look at some other things that the fuel economy was pretty good. Uh, they said around about nine nine liters on the highway. And uh, you, do you get that in it as well? Is it, is uh, it? At the moment, well. At the moment, because I drive it, <laughs> not that great. But I, I get around about 10, 10, 10 liters That's okay. tank. Yeah, it's and not it's for such a big car. Though. Exactly, like, it's, 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 a, it's a big car. Yeah, and it's it's pretty good. And I have changed the tires, and I've got all terrain tires from stock. So I have I've got used to driving with them and stuff. So I found it pretty. It's it's a very nice car, and it surprisingly just fits in my garage. Just yeah, literally just. I've seen this. You have like literally. <laughs> It's probably, like, it's probably like it's probably like 
Well, if I take it all, I can only reverse it, park it. Yeah. So I'll take it all the way to the back of the, the garage. garage. And I probably got about maybe 10 centimetres in the front away from the door. <laughs> so that's why I, that's another reason why I couldn't go with a an aftermarket tow bar. Oh, sorry, an aftermarket uh, bull bar at the yeah. front because it's just it, won't, close. Yeah, it won't fit in yeah. the garage. So I do have to go with a small nudge bar, but then that sort of helps me because then I can put my LED bar and my spotlights on it. So yeah, you know what that means? Though? You've got to like, uh, start pushing out the garage yeah. backwards <laughs> so you can fit it. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. No, now, that's the next step. Next step. Now, during the break, um, Paul was talking about like uh, with uh, towing ratings. Um, you want to give us a bit more about that? A lot of a lot of manufacturers recommends that their car can tow, let's say three three and a half tons. It, will, it probably will. It'll but do it, How yeah. long? How long is it going to last for? Exactly. That's yeah. the and big one. And it's yeah. usually that automatic transmission that fails a lot yeah. of the time. Or the clutches start to go on the manual. Yeah. Because they, they just can't take the abuse. Yeah. So, um, like, I remember watching a, a video years ago of the when VW first released the Touareg. And um, do you remember when it. Towing a plane, yeah. Like, it was pretty, like, it was a pretty big pretty big ad campaign, like, you know, the power of Touareg. But apparently, and this, this is no word of a lie, that they couldn't they couldn't brake, like, after towing it, couldn't use the brakes in the car because they just would have destroyed the brakes. Yep. Um, so it just had to eventually just roll to a stop. That just thinking about like that, considering what you're going to be towing like a yep. boat and stuff, it's going to be it's going to be a, it's going to put a lot of pressure yeah, on your brakes. Yep. So would you consider beefing all that up to because because they still got drums on the rear of the of the um, yes they do yeah. that's why I was surprised as well because I had to look at the brakes I was trying to look at the for the rear brakes and go what the hell I can't see nothing and yeah. then I realised oh it's it's drum, it's drum brakes, brakes at the yeah. back too so I mean I've got I've got people at work that have used it have used the Ranger for towing boats yep. and they said it's like. You can't literally, you cannot feel that you're towing something when you're driving on a highway. Leg. It's just so smooth. There's no, there's no lag. There's no the weight. There's great. no weight at the back. You yeah. can't really feel like you're trying to struggle to pull up anything. And you chuck it on cruise control, and because it's got adaptive cruise control, it, man, it just slows down, goes fast, yeah, and that's what it does everything. Do. Literally everything by itself. The, the first time I went, in, I didn't realize the, especially the wild track had so much tech. It was, it was, it blew me away. Yeah. Like, um, you know, if you dart out of a lane, it corrects itself, yeah. and it's. It's um, it's yeah, it's your misses yet. This alarm system guy. Oh yeah. Oh well. Tonight. Dri- 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 <laughs> driving to to the to the show. Um. Yeah. Just a person guy, decided to yeah, go just, in front of us. Exactly. Just cut in front of us, and yeah, the the you the alarms go off obviously, so that's a wake up call. But then the brakes prime itself, so you can literally feel like as soon as you tap on the brakes, it sort of just locks on the brakes, and it 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 primes it to as hard as impact yeah. as as what, what, what it's going to do. What it's going to do. Yeah. yeah. And every time I do come, it's a, there's a certain distance on. If I do come pretty close to the car, it um, I'll get warning lights at the front telling me that I'm I'm pretty close to the car. And uh, there's a lot of things like that. It's yeah, there's, cool. there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are, are good. I've got air pressure tire monitors and everything. Everything's yep. standard in that. So it's it's. I mean, I know people complain about the price tag on it, but if you look at it, For what you're getting, what you're getting, it is it is a pretty good, it's a pretty good car. Yeah. No, well, see, um, you're not the first person to really like like the the Ranger, especially the Wild Track, anyway, because yeah. there's just you know so much tech and, um, but not only the tech, it's you know, so far they've they've seemed to be quite durable. Like yeah. I've heard some some little cases here. I have, heard, yes, I have heard as but well. But a lot of other car companies have got the same yeah, issues, like exactly, like yeah. you know, um, especially like the, the previous generation Hiluxes with the injectors, which mm-hmm. just kept failing. Yep. Um, and obviously, you, we're talking about before the break, the Navaras with the um, Renault engines Renault had a engines. yeah. Had a few issues there, so I mean, like every car has a kind of issue, but yep. um, I guess when when you get on top of them, they you know they'll they'll, they'll treat you well. They do, yeah.
Uh, we'll move on tonight. Anyway, um, so with uh, with Paul in here, he's our resident uh, snow weather expert at a drive of the snow. <laughs> yeah, um, I've been to the snow about six times in the past maybe 10 years. Okay, yeah. So I have a little bit of experience. I've taken different cars to the snow. I live in Melbourne, so we go to Mount Buddha a little bit further. You go to Hotham and stuff as well? Yeah, or? we have been there a couple of times. Um, they're all pretty much the same. You're just driving up a hill with snow. Yeah. and depending on the car that you're driving um you need to apply different strategy basically yeah Yeah. if you have a rear wheel uh, if you have rear wheel drive car with summer tires and that's what we (laughs) use in australia (laughs) bring a pair set of underwear like you told me during the break probably um probably four-wheel drive car is the best yeah, um, yeah, even if the four-wheel drive car's got summer tires, it's still a lot better than any two-wheel drive car. See, that's what I was. Um, I was actually thinking to myself just a couple of days ago. I go, what if I took the Ranger on the snow? Like, I was actually thinking about. I was saying, you know what? I might go to Mount Buller and just drive just it up. It out, and yeah. yeah, just I want to take it and see how it goes. Like, uh, I know it's got all-terrain tires in it, but like, how would it go? Because I know it's a, it's a, it's a, probably it's a front-wheel drive car for the the Ranger. But I can settle on four-wheel drive as well. So it just, I don't know how, I, was, I haven't really seen or seen any videos of people taking it in the snow or testing it. So that, that's something I would, I would want to do. You would consider, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, there's, there's, there's always, there's always, you know, you can do that or, or go to, go to your local four-wheel drive track and, yep. and just, just practice as well. So that, that'd be, that'd be cool ways of, of getting, getting used to it in different conditions. Yep. Front-wheel drive car is a lot better in the snow than rear. Oh, unless, yeah, unless you are an expert, yeah. a front-wheel drive is a lot better. This is why every time we go, you see a lot of four-wheel drives, for example, Subarus yeah. or even Camrys. Yeah. Camry may Always not be, there. <laughs> yeah, Camry, may not be, Camry may not be a very exciting car, but when you go to the snow, it's quiet, it's, it's yeah, economical, exactly. reliable, and yeah. it's front-wheel drive car. Yep. You can fit snow chains to it, yep. and I do recommend snow chains. Oh, yeah. yeah. And isn't, it, isn't it mandatory to have the snow chains, especially if you're it, getting, if you're getting like, like into Buller and that? It depends on the day. Yeah. Okay. If, if they reckon the snow will be falling, um, you must get snow chains. For example, you hire the snow chains from a shop, yep. Yep. and it's up to you to fit it. So do you have to fit it, or you, you just have to have it in the car? Because the last time I went to Buller, they are like to us, oh, it's snowing today, but um, if you just have them in the car, it, you probably wouldn't need them, because you, as long as you've got them in the car, well, what's the point of having them in there? It also depends on the, on the day. Um, sometimes you must have it in the car, but you don't have to fit it, but sometimes you have to have it fitted. Yeah. Because if you don't fit it, um, you can get fined for it. Oh, I think, really? Yeah, I yeah. think they have stops on the way where people, yeah, the people tell you if it's too bad on or not. And. And normally they are the standard snow chains. I think they call diamond cut, okay. so steel steel chains. Yeah. Um, fitting it, it's not that easy. Exactly. Most yeah. of the time, the person that hires the chains will help you, show you a couple of times. But when your hands are cold and oh. it's cold at night, <laughs> you don't see anything. You haven't done it. Exactly. Uh, it's yeah, it's it not is. that easy. But yeah. most of the time, people that go to snow, they've done it a few times, yeah. and they always help you. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it's I guess. It's like kind of camaraderie, camaraderie, again, camaraderie uh, in like a tricky situation. People will always say, "Okay, I'll give you a hand out how to how to try help it," which is which is pretty good. But with the snow chains, I've, as I said, I've, I've never done it. Um, I've never actually driven in the snow. Like I've been in a car driven driven to the snow. So, would it one damage the wheels in the car? Can can, can they like rattle across and scratch them and stuff? Or I can I can tell you from my experience, uh, we have taken a VF SV6 Commodore manual. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that would have been fun. <laughs> scary. scary. It wasn't, maybe it's probably fun for people to watch it. It's not fun for the driver. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, LSD everywhere. Yes, um, Commodores have extremely tight, limited slip teeth. Yeah. And the cars got standard Bridgestone tires, 245s, 18 inch. Um, fitting the snow chains to that tires, it's not recommended according to the factory manual, yeah. but we could fit the chains without any problems. They don't rub at all. The oh, car, good. Yeah, the car is not lower, just standard suspension. Standard side, yeah. yeah. We, you can fit the snow chains to a um, VF SV6 Commodore without any problems. The car mm, in the snow drives a lot better. At least you, you know that the car is going to be controllable. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to be at least predictable because... Yeah. It, cause it, it, I, if you don't have that, you're just gonna you know hit the brakes. You're just gonna keep sliding. Well, if you, if you got the chains, you're gonna have some grip, and it's, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna chew into the into the road, I guess. The chains are fitted to the driving wheels, which is rear yeah. in a, in a Commodore. And for example, if you look at the before you go check your insurance, because some cars, for example, the VF Commodore is may have a problem with the chains if you if really? you have an accident. Yes. Yeah, so so, it's so they won't cover not, you. Probably not. Really? I didn't Probably know that. Not. So anyone that's going to the snow, please check your insurance policy if you can fit snow chains, if you're going to be covered. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a, I guess it's a, it's a good car talk top tip by, by Paul there. So it, make sure you are covered if you're putting snow chains on your particular car. Yeah. So I, I'd say phone your um your, your phone your insurer because you, you don't want to be like, oh, I've crashed in this. No, well, you haven't stayed. Just, oh, yeah, I was trying to. Oh, sorry, you're not covered. Yeah. Or even check the instruction manual from your own car. Yeah, it, it, it'll tell you in there. Yeah. Do not fit snow chains. And... I think on the normal um, VF Commodore with a 16-inch wheels or 17, it is okay. Yeah. But on an SV6. With the 18s. Yeah, it, it's probably not. But they do fit without any problems. Yeah. Now, Paul, a question for you. Now, when you're driving in the snow, are you actually driving... On a road that's snowy, or are you driving in, uh, say, snow that's, say, this this high? Look, when we went there, it was the worst time to to go, and I was I was scared a lot. Okay, it started to snow really really badly, so the whole road was covered, covered. with snow. There was about maybe five centimeters of snow, and underneath that, there was black ice. Well, so it was the yeah. worst case scenario in a Comoro. <laughs> so you, you dig through this. Uh... Yeah, like sort of mulch and then go straight into ice. Yeah, because ice. because the Commodore's got very tight diff, mm. might, you don't go forward, you go sideways. <laughs> Even when you're parking the car, you're yeah, you just go sideways, so you don't know what you're going to hit. <laughs> yeah. And because of black ice underneath snow, yeah, it's, just got it's no even grip. worse. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really bad. Yeah. But as soon as you feed the chains and you drive 30 k's an hour... Change the car. Yeah, it's completely... Yeah, yeah. You, you can hear the noises and yeah. the car vibrates, but it's at least you know you're not going to hit anything, yeah, really. Yeah. You got to take like an R32 GDR with side pipes just to, uh, you know, make sure you melt the ice as you're driving on it to get the grip that you need. Or just take my F6 up there and it will fall off. <laughs> I would even have to hit boost on you, I'll be falling off. That's another, uh, on, on the topic of that, there's a feature I noticed in the Ranger when I was, um, I was going to work one day and it was minus two degrees early in the morning. <laughs> and there was this yellow sign on the side and I wonder what it was. And it actually tells, it actually it's warns you, heat, yeah. Yeah, it actually warns you when the, um, when the temperature drops no below, below two degrees, it actually comes on saying, saying that it's, um, it's very cold outside. So to be careful. Jeez. They also man. have an electric heater and that heats the, the motor. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it yes. does. Yeah. Are you kidding in, me? In like colder weather, because yeah. of diesel, you know. Diesel, oh, yeah. Yeah. Diesel, yeah, exactly. And it just turns on automatically. Yeah, it just turns Otherwise, on the automatically. diesel will freeze. become uh, yeah. freeze and molten, yeah. like you know, molten. Far out. So it, that's it, a cool feature. Electrical feature. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot of lot of good stuff. It's like I think it's called power heat or something. Dude, so it oh. heats up the motor, heats up the fuel lines, makes sure everything running well. No way. Yeah. You probably need different diesel as well when you go there, like Alpine diesel. I think it's cold, okay. so it doesn't. 
Yeah, they changed the freezing yeah. point. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure you can buy like an additive as well to put in put in your, your diesel. Yeah, yeah. uh, well, we sell it. We sell it. Super, super cheap. Yeah. So we'd be we'd definitely be able to. Um... Now, Paul. Paul actually stayed there overnight. So how did you find uh, starting the car next the next day? Because the car is pretty new, it doesn't have any problems with start. Yeah. Plus, okay. before every trip, I just recharge the battery. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to get stuck in that, the snow yeah, with exactly. cold. That's one place you don't get stuck. Yeah. No, that's well, that. well, I wonder what it would be like to taking you know some some sort of high performance car there. The cold start would be pretty loud. Oh yeah, <laughs> just the whole the whole place would be echoing. Jeez, if my brother's XSX Turbo was there, it would be just like the whole place would be like shaking. Especially if you're in like unusual, you put your foot down, you get all this just black stretch of <laughs> push all this snow everywhere. Yeah. So was your car covered when you went there? Like when you went out? It was just, no. It wasn't? Okay. No. But I had a choice back then. I got a BMW M135i. Yeah. And that's got 18-inch wheels on the back with 245s and there's no physical room to fit chains. Okay, so I see the Commodore was the so, only option, yeah. Yeah, that was the only option. Did you take your MPS up there when you went there once? I have, but I didn't need to take. I chains. didn't need to borrow the chains. Okay. So, I think it was about maybe minus three, minus four degrees. It's it started. It drove like a normal car with, without any problems. I think I had lowered suspension tune and stuff like that yeah. back then, but it, the car didn't have any problems. It was just cold, but no black ice no or black snow. Ice, yeah. So it was yeah without any problems. So you had like possibly the worst conditions: black ice underneath snow. In a in a VF Commodore with the tight LSD manual and manual Man, manual too yeah so you'd have to be just super smooth mm. with the clutch otherwise you'd just be just all over the place. How was the R36 though? Actually, that was another problem. R36 <laughs> is it's a Volkswagen Passat R36, R36 station yeah. wagon. It's lowered a lot. Yeah, they're, they're K, pretty low from factory. K, but it, he's got yeah, KWV3 suspension yeah, coil overs, yeah. and even on the highest setting, he can't fit chains. chains. But they're all wheel drive, aren't they? They are. So he would have gotten away with it, I guess, in that in some some. On that particular day, yeah. you needed the chains. Okay. No matter what, yeah. Yeah, but he couldn't fit them. He couldn't fit them really. It would probably damage the the panels of the yeah, car. Yeah, car. Yeah. Car like on on depending if the, if the car is rear wheel drive or two wheel drive. Sometimes the you you must have the chains for all all the cars inside the the car. Car, yeah. But times, only yeah. two wheel drive cars need to have them fitted. Okay. So if you, if you have a four-wheel drive car, it's a lot better. You must have the chains, for example, yeah. but you don't need to fit them yet. Mm. Okay. So it's a lot easier. So taking any four-wheel drive car to the snow, it's a lot better it's and a lot, a better, lot yeah. easier. Hey, yeah, I, I had no idea. I, th- I thought regardless, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to, you know, put them on if, if if they got if they got to that stage. But yeah, um, that, that that actually that actually surprised me quite a fair bit. So how did he fare in compared to compared to like you with chains? Was he was he a bit all over the place as well, even with the old drive? He left the car. He left it? He left the car at the at, the, at the place, yeah, at the bottom. And he took my friend's um I think it was a Nissan or Toyota bigger old drive car. Well yeah. So he he just he left it at the bottom and just, he, just yeah he left it at the bottom. There you go. He he wasn't gonna de- prepare he, he wasn't prepared to, to you know to get his car damaged. Damaged yeah no chains. fair enough too. Mm. Yeah well it's you know it's it's a big risk, you know, causing a ton, ton of panel damage and you know making a making a real big mess of the place. Yeah, it's especially with a, with a car like that. Part, you know, parts are quite quite pricey, especially on an R thirty six. So you'd probably best just to leave it and 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 get another ride up there. Yeah, even damaged panels on any car in Australia, it's extremely pricey. expensive because everyone charges two three hundred dollars per hour of yeah. work. Easy. And then paint, yeah. so yeah, it will be very expensive yeah. to fix. Even a Commodore, you know, some people fit, didn't fit the chains properly to Commodores, and they got everything um, damaged yeah. in the wheel wells, 
and it was very, very costly for them. Yeah, it would be. So um, tips to fitting them, to, to fitting snow chains. I've never done it before. So I, 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 do you have to like roll the car forward to, to get them underneath you and have, stuff? Yeah when, yeah, when you just fitted it, you, you need to roll it forward, um, re-tighten it, yeah. and okay. then drive a little bit more, and then check it, it three times, yeah. and I think the best tip is get someone that is experienced and have done it before. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just check it a few times if you're not sure. So you so you can't jack it up at the bottom and put put, put them up? Or? No. Uh, you probably only jack it up if you get this, uh, the chains um, tangled up. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, okay, Because that enough. happens a lot. Yeah, it will, yeah. That, that was going to be my next question. If 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 they would if they get all you know mixed up when you when you do up. buy the I mean you're hiring the snow chains from the guys they do tell you how to how to put them on and yeah. there is a a way a special technique to put them on because there's a an opening. And one I'll sort of on the radius of the, the chains where you got to put them on a certain way, and then you roll the car a bit forward, yep. which brings the that opening up, and then you just clip on or you tighten on the um, the chains, and then you sort of drive forward, and then they say to check it every stop okay. that you can to check to see if there's nothing loose or anything about the. How much are they to rent? Oh. Last time I remember, I went like ten years ago, and they, they were like fifty bucks. So I don't know if it's if it's around the same money or. I think it's a bit less now. It's about thirty five, forty dollars. Okay. Is there a oh, speed, that's not too bad. Speed rating. Uh, it's uh, what's the most you can go on? Like thirty k's. Between thirty and forty, yeah. but if you if you care for your car, you, I wouldn't go more than thirty because 30, there's course, so much yeah. vibration. Yeah, it's exactly. just yeah. Yeah. shock absorbers yeah. in the car. So um, yeah, so that, I guess that's another uh, you know car talk top tip. Don't don't. Don't drive too fast. It's I like mean, going you, low range in a full air. Yeah, pretty me. much. Um, just you know, you, you'll get there eventually. Just, just you got to remember your, your cars. You know, your form of transport to get there. So, it's a don't, don't trash it in that. And aspect. I don't think, like, I don't think you'd probably be able to even go the, any faster than that on the mountain because it's it's pretty steep around the corners and stuff. And you'd be having, I mean, you'd be having a lot of. It depends on the time of the day. Obviously, you go. There'll be a lot of cars there as well. So I've seen people with the snow chains going about fifty, sixty k's an hour. No really. way! I have seen that at night. <laughs> <laughs> must be in the rush for the tofu. Yeah. The, the tofu, yeah. It must be chasing a, um, a Salika in the snow. That's right. <laughs> Look, we've got to get to another break. We'll be right back after this. That was Fake Magic, feature, uh, that's Peking Duck featuring Luna George. Really cool track, that one. Um, big fan of Luna George, uh, so hopefully they come to, to Melbourne soon. I'll go see them. Uh, you're back on 90.9 Northwest FM. This is Car Talk with Matty J. Uh, we're going to get to the car quiz. So they were just having a bit of a debate who was going to do the quiz. And I think Paul's lost, so I think Paul's going to have to do it. He's not, he's not looking so happy about it. <laughs> Look, I'll give you guys... We'll help him. You can help him. All right. So this is the famous car talk car quiz. Question one. True or false? The Ford Crown Victoria chassis was a ladder frame. You can also pass. You can also pass and come back to it. I think it was a monocoque. No, it's false. It's, it's a, it was a ladder frame construction. Question two. The Ferrari Testarossa came out in what decade? 1980s. Yes, correct. What configuration was the Tesseros's engine in? Flat 12. It was a flat 12. Question 4. The original Toyota Paseo came out with what size engine? 1.6. 1. 1.5. 1. Oh, yeah. Close, close. Feel bad doing that. You should ask a follow up question in that case. Yeah. <laughs> Point 0.1. <laughs> question 5. Honda Civics began, produ began production in what decade? 1970s. That's correct. Question six. SUV is the abbreviation of what? Sports utility vehicle. That is correct. 
Question seven. What year did Ford originally win Le Mans? 1960s. Uh, maybe 1963? Uh, uh, 65 maybe? 66. I'll, I'll give you half a point. I'll give you half a point because you, you got the decade right. It was the GT40. GT40, that's correct. Question eight. The current SS Commodore uses what version of the LS? Currently? Yeah. Three. Yeah, LS3, that's correct. Question nine. True or false, the final Chevy SS was made earlier this year. So the Chevy SS is the Commodore that, uh, that people in the States can get. I think so. It is true, yes. Uh, question 10. Mazda 3 is celebrating what this year? I think they came out in 2005. But this, the, they're celebrating... Um, well, Mazda is celebrating the, the th Mazda 3 slash 323 range for what reason this year? Pass. Pass? It's the last question, so that's, that's it. Can you guys help? Oh, I don't know. No. Uh, no clue? No. They're celebrating 40 years of Mazda 3 slash 323 production. Oh, so 40? 40 years, yeah. It's this year. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6 and a half. Not too bad, Paul. Um, there were some hard ones in there, so... That is that is honestly a, a really really good effort. I'm, Should I'm, do two quizzes, man. This guy has to go. <laughs> <laughs> next time you're done, Tyro. All right, next time. Yeah, all right, next time. So yeah, that, that, was, that was a good effort. Nothing to be ashamed of there, Paul. Because that was a really that was good. That I, was, think, I think that's everyone's average, to be honest. Like it everyone is. gets a six and a half six, at some point. I, I think I got seven for like my quiz when, when like my friends quizzed me that that what that one episode, and I shouldn't have let that happen because like I'm I'm the I'm the quiz guru here. <laughs> So you know, I felt I felt I started yelling hacks and saying this is this is crap. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll move on. Questions like how many how many wheels does a uh, Reliant Robin have? <laughs> how, how many bolts is there on an FPV F6 exhaust? Um, <laughs> well, look, we'll move on. James, you were at the auctions today. Yeah, well, uh, so Carlin's. Carlin's, which is a dealer auction. Yeah, it's a so, prestige on Tuesday. Yep. Yeah, so um, yeah, just just seeing what cars go for. Any any anything real cool cool and funky today? So. Uh, as soon as I walk in, I see this um, this Land Cruiser, seventy five series, wasn't it? Seventy nine series. Seventy nine series. Okay. And like they they look old school as always. Like they, it looks like something out of the seventies or eighties, but it's a twenty fifteen model. And like they're doing this yeah. like a retro look, yeah. which is uh, I think also carried out by uh, the Jeeps do this as well. Range it's, it's, it's a retro even, thing. Even the G wagons. G wagons. Yeah. Just look old school, you know. But uh, it looks it looks really cool to be honest. And. Um, other than that, I guess there was, there was a Panamera there. Like, not they're not that cool, but I don't. You know, see, I everyone, everyone hates them. Like, I didn't like them either when they came out. I thought they were a bit, ugh. but they've kind of grown to me. I don't know if you guys feel the same way with the Panamera. Um, the back's still a bit. How you going? But I like the front, and I reckon it's a. And inside, they're they're a really nice car. You get I'm, used to it. You get used to it, yeah. Yeah, I, and if something is really ugly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, the usual, the Mustang was there. So I think Paul was talking about the Mustangs this, to me earlier today, and uh, that, that was there. That was all right. Was, was it a 5.0 or? Yeah, it was a 5.0. Yeah, so cool. So GT. Um, there's a C63 there. How much did that guy end up going for? It didn't. Didn't sell. It didn't sell. On, it's just on. Um, they're asking. It's just like a, like it's not up for auction. It's one of the. Uh, I think they call it a consignment. They just leave it at the front. Fifty-five grand, eighty thousand k. They're asking, so uh, fifty-five thousand plus fees. Plus fees, yeah. I mean, you're looking at you probably sixty k. It's um, twenty twelve model. I mean, you could you could buy a, a brand new Focus RS for that. I know. Which is, I know. I know. Where I, my this money is, would be this heading. Is a good debate. That I was uh, talking to Paul about recently. Oh, so okay. Well, for for the same money as a Focus RS, what would you buy? 
Look, I know that the German cars are expensive to run, and yeah. when they under warranty, it's fine. <laughs> it's only when the warranty expires. See you later. <laughs> and it's it's not mechanical things. Usually, it's the electric. Like, yeah. For example, uh, with my BMW, I thought BMW will be using Bosch, but it turns out that it's using some sort of brand called Delphi. Delphi, oh yeah, Delphi's been around a long time, though. Uh, Delphi, I think, yeah, and Bosch do coffee Delphi, I believe, in some okay. cases. In that case, how come Toyota is using Bosch? And never breaks down, really. Well, I don't know. Well, you, my laser has a Mitsubishi part in there, it's so a it, it's, it's everyone's everyone using everything. It's weird. Aircon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was Mitsubishi and Hitachi as well. Hitachi, yeah. I've got I've got Denso in in uh, like with, I think that's my um my, my uh, air conditioning compressor and it's it's weird. All these companies using all different parts, but yeah. See, see, that's weird. Like, you'd, you'd think they'd use Bosch parts in, in, a, in a in a BMW. I that's what I thought. Yeah. The same in Mercedes. Maybe some parts Can't are cost, a Bosch, man. but others aren't. Well, I'm going to have to suss my, my W124 right now, the, the Benzo, and, and, and see where the parts are. It's, if it's probably an old car, it's it an old one, be, yeah. Yeah, it'll that be using weird, proper man. good parts. But if it's a new car, everything's made to a price. It is, yeah. yes. And this is why I believe, and a lot of people think it's a bit of a conspiracy theory that they don't want you to replace... They don't want you to replace oil because they want you, for example, in your gearbox or transmission, they want you to replace the whole transmission. Mm-hmm. Same with the diff, same with two years and 25,000 kilometer services for your engine. Yeah, that's a joke. Yeah, that. yeah that's yeah. It's a very true concept. You can base it on this company in the 80s uh, called Quantum, and they made uh, washing machines. Uh-huh. Right, this, this company um, came out. They had a really good like few years of running. Uh, they they sold heaps of washing machines, and these things were basically bulletproof. They didn't have any faults, no returns, no warranties. Right? Oh. The company went broke in five years. Because <laughs> no, no, no one would be no one would be wanting parts. No one would be exactly. Able, yeah. Their their parts their their machines were that good. Yeah. They had no like revenue comeback. They would just sell a machine and and yeah. keep going, and they they'd make all these parts, and no one wants them because. The parts are unbreakable. Well, you see, it's it's called it's planned obsolescence. I mean, like you know, Apple are the kings of doing it. Oh, you've got an iPhone six point six S. We've got the seven now. You're out of date, and we're not going to support you. So you're gonna have to get you're gonna have to get the new, the new one. one exactly. Yeah, we'll give yeah. you slow, more better luck. You know, software that that will run slower. Slower, yeah. It's it's it all it's all it's all it's all it's all planned. Because uh, I was trying I was trying to get a uh, uh, what do you call it? Like the stone chip protector for the for the bonnet of the MPS. Yeah. There was one for sale in, um, I think it was Braybrook. Yeah. Uh, it was on. It was a Mazda dealer. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and like it sold, and I called him up. I'm like, "What's going on? Is there any left?" He goes, "Japan doesn't have any. We don't have any. They've discontinued the part." Well, there you go. <laughs> That's crazy. He goes. He goes. They make a limited amount, and they they approximate that um, the parts will be provided to service the car for this many years. Yeah. And then after that, they just don't make parts. They make yeah. aftermarket parts. See. I've had the same issue with Mazda recently. My laser's gearbox went, and like I lost third gear. The, the synchros were had it. It's done two hundred sixty thousand kilometers. So I'm like, okay, my mechanic's like, look, I'll, I'll rebuild it for you. I'll put on you know, all new synchros, you know, all new gears, this and the other. He calls me. He's like, I can get the bearings. He's like, because you can get the bearings from any wholesale bearing wholesaler. But he's like, the gears they don't sell them anymore. I'm like, well, I'm like, what do you mean they don't sell them? This car sold. This it's the same, pretty much the same gearbox in, internally as the one point eight, the yeah, two liter. Yeah, the SP, yeah, SP20 and all that. And this this car was sold all over the world, like in Mazda form. How does does a company like Mazda not support that? And they're, they're like, they're like you, we, you just don't have it. So I had I had to go to a, I had to go to a wreckers. Um, I, you know, I spoke to a good contact I know, and I got I got one with 120,000 Ks. 
for 350 bucks, which is, which is pretty good considering some people want $800 for like, you know, close to 200. So it's, yeah, like, I mean, it's plain, plain obsolescence, 100%. Like they said, okay, well, you're not going to be able to, um, to fix it, buy a new car because we're not going to support you with, with the parts anymore. And I've had the same thing with Mercedes in the early 2000s. They had their electrical systems that were planned just to fail. After like ten years, so you could be go and buy a new Mercedes, and yeah, they they got biodegradable balloons. Yeah, biodegradable balloons. That's exactly right. So, I mean, that's that's pretty. That's pretty. Yeah, there's still balloons bad. for sale on eBay for the one two four shape. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm talking like uh, like C thirty six, C two thirties, E or two thirties. Yeah, like, all that you know, stuff. All that all that old school stuff. Which is like some pretty cool cars in that range. Yeah. And uh, it's a shame that there's, you know, these conveniences that, that happen. Unfortunately, these days it's not just the wiring looms, it's the whole car. Car, yeah. Yeah. And talking about your gearbox, if you pay 350 for the second-hand gearbox, that's a lot cheaper than rebuilding your own. Exactly right. Like, but I wanted to rebuild mine because, you know, um, obviously so I, know, I know it's good. But, you know, it's got all brand new gears and, and, and everything. But I'm like... Well, now I can't do it, so I'm, next best option is going for a low-kilometer second-hand one, but then again, you don't know. So if this one, say, goes... Well, it comes with a six-month warranty, so if, if anything happens within six months, I'm, you know, I can, I, can, I can get another one, but it's just a pain in the backside. from you, second to fourth, man. First to fifth, mate. <laughs> Red line first, into fifth. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 just, it's, it's just weird. Like, your car companies are kind of... Like, everyone's doing it, and it's, it's not just car companies, so... But I think on a Ford Laser that's done 260,000 Ks, spending a lot of money on the rebuilt gearbox. Yeah. Uh, it's may yeah. not be the best Paul, deal. Paul. I think second <laughs> Touch me, man. The, the tofu at the top of the mountain is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> look, that car has been absolutely brilliant. It's, I've, I've, I drive my car and I drive it hard. But I look after it. It's always maintained. Um, it's serviced you know, every 8,000 Ks. And it's been it's been the best daily driver. The car has never gone wrong once. You know, touch wood. That was like the first thing properly to like you know really kind of fail. And like, it was still drivable. I was just I was just couldn't use third. I was going first, second, fourth. <laughs> so, I mean, it was it was a bit it was a bit weird. So as soon as you put it in the third, it just keep popping out. But um, oh. yeah, pretty much. And it felt like the car would like broke. It was just like holy crap, what the hell happened? But oh, oh yeah, I had I, I don't have third gear. Sean Lily had that problem too. So it's not, it's not you know, pick <laughs> up the Sean. <laughs> he had that problem. Oh, but see, he had his re- re- gearbox rebuilt and it's stuffed up again. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 where you go, I guess. Maybe it'll be funny. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe they just put new oil in it and said, "See you later." <laughs> Very common. Oh yeah. Well, the, the, the worst part about that was I had the I had the clutch done. I kid you not. A month before it happened, and then the, the gearbox they, they changed my gearbox fluid, and it was fine. And I'm like, yeah, the car was driving the best it's ever driven. And then it just like started popping. I'm like, oh my god! Like, of all the times, I couldn't have couldn't the gearbox have like died three weeks prior, so I could have just done it in the one hit instead of costing me an, a complete arm and a leg, which was a lot of money. Talking about reliable cars, I have spoken to a friend of mine a few days ago. He's got one of the early, I believe it's an FG Falcon 2008. 2008, that's an early one, yeah. And it's a just um, car that runs on gas from factory yeah, with four four speed automatic transmission. He's yeah, done. Sir. He's done about 160, 180,000 Ks. He only replaced one gasket for water that cost him a couple of dollars yeah. in, the, in, in the entire time in yeah. the Falcon. Those cars are taxis from day one. They're, they're built. Nothing ever broke down on that car. Wow, that's incredible. That's, that's insane. And just, just about two weeks ago, he's replaced rear shoes. So not rear pads. Oh, pads. Oh, okay, well. Wow. He okay. hasn't had to do diff pushes? 
Deep Wishes are common in them, yeah. Wow. Nothing, nothing. He didn't even machine the discs. Just put new pads in. Just put new pads in. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no shutter, no problems. He just drives the car. Wow. My mum had a, um, oh, it was the best car she ever owned, she reckoned. She had a BA Mark II uh, E Gas, you know, LPG Falcon, just, just XT, you know, uh, poverty pack base model. And it, it did 250, sorry, 270,000 Ks that car did. And, um, it was the best case. The only ever, she only had one leak and it was the power steering high pressure hose. Had a, a sprain, a little leak. She's like, I want to change. I like Apparently my car. That's somewhat common. That's common in them. So she had that change. Car never missed a beat. And then someone ran a yellow and wrote it off and, you know, T-boned it. And my, my mom was shattered. She, she, she like, she's like, I love that bloody car. So she's got a Mazda 3 now, which is, which has been okay. It's a, it's a BL. It's, it's been, it's been a bit funny. A couple of little things here and there. ABS sensors and. I remember the camera you had. Man, that camera was a tank. James remembered the camera that I had. That, that camera was the best. I'm still sad it's gone. Oh, uh, dude, I, I'm sad it's gone. And it, it was it was a camera, but it was a you know, V6. Facebook photo, mate. That was my Facebook photo for years, actually. It was, it was geez, I was looking back. Oh, it was such a teeny bopper, but it was a uh, it was a good little car. It was, it, it, but the Commodores and Falcons are like of of my high school friends. So <laughs> that that was always a good laugh. Have you driven the latest Camry? I've driven the the model before. Uh, I was impressed. It was a nice car to drive, but I haven't driven the latest one. I have driven the latest one at work. I believe it uses a four-cylinder, two and a half liter with yep. automatic transmission. It drove pretty. The engine was good. They're the quick cars. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're very quick cars. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised how quick it was. With I think 133 kilowatts. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was quick for, yeah, a, for a car like no four no, four 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 cylinder yeah. So, it was good. Paul, please don't think about it. So, but uh, no, no way, I wouldn't <laughs> buy one. <laughs> If if well they're bringing the well the Orion's finishing this year so they're going to bring the V6 Camry back again which is the states have those V6 Camrys are like you know under seven seconds to one hundred they're they're quick cars three and a half liters three and a half liters yeah so they they definitely go good um, I, I love the quad cam V6 I was, engines I was very surprised why Toyota is not going to put the two and a half liter Camry engine into Corolla yeah that would be very very good it'd be be very quick. Wondering, yeah. I'm wondering why Mazda doesn't even make another MBS. So. <laughs> that's another topic. That's an, that's a topic for. Well, we, we spoke about this. It was just yeah, a, it was a you know terrible decision on Mazda's part. But right. it, what do you have to say? Um, well, I do have a you've, you've 2000, got a, 2013 Corolla, and um, it's up to date. It's the it's the best car that I've ever had, and that was my first car that I ever owned. And uh, yeah, till now it's. Literally, I haven't done nothing to it. I haven't changed anything to it. The only recent thing that I had was a recall on the uh, on the f- fuel plate that they, I think they had. Um, yeah, so I just got that. Apparently, there was a, it was a, it kept well. It could have cracked, and the crack could have got a bit bigger, and then an explosion could have happened into it. Holy crap! Yeah, internally, that's what I got told. So, the hardest. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So no, the next uh, literally the next day I called them up. I tried to get uh, whichever was the the quickest one. I tried to get them to to replace it, and yeah, I got it done at the SNN four SNN uh, Toyota, and yeah, with SNN four. And the SNN Toyota, and yeah, in probably an hour's time they changed it. Everything's all good. Yeah, sweet as it is due for a service for a long time, but haven't got around to that. Well, look, um, we're out of time, so we didn't get been around to talking about uh, you know buying a new car or buying a second-hand car. That can be probably next week's topic. We'll, we'll, we'll keep that for next week. Um, but thanks again, guys, for coming. Thanks, James. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Tyrone. No worries. Cheers. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Thank you, James, again from Memphis Movies. Thank you. Um, so this has been Car Talk with Matty J. Check out our Facebook page. It's Car Talk T O R Q U E with Matty J for all our updates. Uh, so we've also got um, we're updating on, on um, Instagram. So um, it's Car Talk with uh, Matty J underscore Car Talk. Also, 
keep an eye out on our Shout Engine page. So if you've missed any of our previous podcasts, go to shoutengine.com uh, and type in Car Talk with Manager. You'll see all our episodes there. And also, we're on iTunes as well. So if you, you know, uh, what is it, James? Subscribe, share, review, and rate? Or... Yeah, subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, there you go. So um, for our uh, iTunes, get, get us up higher on the iTunes charts, which would be really, really freaking amazing hashtag not the bachelor hashtag and no, hashtag not the bachelor because like <laughs> I, I, dude, I want to complain to channel 10 man this is this the is buster, an outrage not the bachelor the, get it right the buster <laughs> well thank you again guys for coming on thanks again for listening i will see you same time next week this has been car talk with manager take it easy <laughs>